Alright, welcome, welcome back to Season 2 of Check the Mark. I am Mark Lucero, and the 2022 season is upon us. I am coming to you live from Adelaide in the state of South Australia. It is December 30th. (laughs) Ironically, it's my birthday today, and uh, don't ever let anyone tell you that life on tour is not glamorous. On my birthday, (laughs) I landed in Adelaide. Got a COVID swab up my nose, one of the deeper ones I've had <laughs> lately, and now I'm isolating in my room for the rest of the day, uh, the exact way you probably want to spend a birthday. So <laughs> anyway, I, I joke, but it's been a whirlwind of the last, I don't know, 24 hours or so. I took the charter from LA. We left the night of the 28th, morning of the 29th. So at 12.30 in the morning, morning of the 29th in Los Angeles, 16 or so hours later, we got to Melbourne. Tennis Australia, again this year, was operating charters, but this time they were not mandatory. You could choose to get to Australia however you wanted. For a lot of people, like myself, in a hub city like LA, easy enough to do the charter. So we hopped on the charter. It was operated by Singapore Air. Get to LAX. I look around, try to locate Singapore Air, check in, and who do I see? But I see the big man across the crowd, Riley Opelka. He was at the check-in gate. That's I'm, I said, that's where I'm going. I'm going over there to Singapore Airlines. Checked in, made my way down to the gate, jumped on the bird, and the flight was wide open. I actually felt like there were more flight attendants than players, maybe around 45, 50 people max. It was a great plane. Premium economy was, these were like actually the worst seats on the plane. There, there was no true cattle class. There was, you know, a healthy business class section and then a premium economy, which is where I sat. Great recline. Got a good eight, nine hours of sleep, non-chemically induced, which was a pleasant surprise. I was just so tired by the time I got in the flight, I closed my eyes and boom, it was, you know, it was halfway over. So that was a pleasant surprise and the food was fantastic. Customer service of the flight attendants, uh, second to none, so props to them. And again, big thanks to Tennis Australia for just making life easy with the second year in a row of charter flights for us. You don't have to deal with all the other hoops that you normally have to have to go through. A bunch of flights left are from around the world. I think there were 20 in total. A couple from South America, a couple from Asia, a couple from the Middle East, a couple from Europe, I want to say London, and then a couple LA flights. Our flight was mostly Americans. There were you know, a few of the Mexican guys I know that play doubles, and then a couple of the randoms who were connected from other parts of the world. But for the most part, a lot of Americans on this plane. Very thorough check-in process. You know, The visas were done ahead of time by Australian government, and Tense Australia helped a big part. So they're connected to your ticket. You go there, they ask you for your vaccination record, which (laughs) I couldn't find mine for the longest time. I was worried they weren't going to take the digital one. I have a L.A. County digital record in my Apple wallet, which is, you know, very nice of them. But how we don't have a federal or or a national, you know, electronic record that's available to all people right now is mind boggling. That being said, (laughs) when I open my passport, sure enough, there's my actual vaccine card because... I had planned ahead a couple weeks ago and popped it in there. So anyway, I had the vaccination record, had to show my PCR test from earlier that day. Man, big challenge getting a PCR test in LA right now with with this current Omicron surge, but got it done. And yeah, easy enough. Once I got on the plane, very quiet gate. Like I said, there were very few people on the plane and just an overall pleasant trip. We landed at Melbourne Airport. We were whisked over to the private terminal, which is very nice. They do the processing there. The people that were going to stay in Melbourne went one way. They were going to do their testing at the airport and then go directly to the Crown Hotel. 
Those of us transiting to Adelaide were taken to a separate part of that terminal. We got our, we collected our bags, we were processed, we went through customs, and then we waited up in the private lounge for our bags to be loaded. And then we hopped on the second charter, which was about an hour flight time over to Adelaide, piece of cake. And again, Tense Australia making it very, very easy. And this flight probably had about 20 people, maybe 10 from our flight, and then another 10 or so that had been waiting from a flight that either landed in the morning or landed the night before, I can't remember. So anyway, that made it very, very easy. Kind of a long day of travel, but again, all the hoops you normally jump through in commercial travel, we're, we're just made it very, very easy. We get to Adelaide Airport. Again, Tennis Australia helped collect our bags. We popped us on the bus directly to the hotel where we went to check in. You get your credential, you get your room key. They had a table you know, right, for, right in the front for us. All our stuff was already ready and already waiting. Once you get those items, you go down to your COVID test, like which I said I did earlier, did the COVID test, now I isolate in the room. Test comes back supposedly six to 12 hours, probably will come back overnight, and then tomorrow we'll go to practice. The procedures here in South Australia are a little different. In the state of Victoria, you test negative, then you're a free person until your next test on day five or day six. Here in South Australia, you test negative, then you enter the soft bubble, which means you can move freely between the tennis courts and the hotel, but nowhere else. You, you're not allowed to go to, you know, to dinner or, or whatever, to Best Buy or whatever store you want to go to just yet. You got to pass the 72-hour window where you're in this soft bubble. So you can stay at the courts as long as you want. You can do whatever you want in the hotel, gym, etc. You just can't leave either of those two areas and you got to stay in this little bubble. I have a great window. I can see the tennis courts. I can see the cricket ground. I'm excited to be here. It's my first time in Adelaide. Really cool geography on the way in. Mountains, beach. I mean, it reminds me of California. <laughs> my favorite things. So I'm excited to see what the city has in store. I want to see some great tennis as well. And I'm really excited, to be honest, to kick this new season off. But before I go, I want to touch on the Peng Shui situation. My guy Patrick McEnroe has been all over this, continuing to stay on the story and bring in new guests and update his listeners. So if you really want some more on that story, I would check out his show, his podcast. But I will say I stand, just for the record, I stand with Steve Simon with the WTA, have done a very courageous move. I think it was really the only move. And I, I look at under Gudenzi and the ATP, completely inadequate response. They need to do more. I don't think the ATP should be playing in China. I think they should stand in solidarity with the women. I think the IOC has just been a, an absolute embarrassment, carrying water for the Chinese government, you know, saving face. Dick Pound was an absolute embarrassment. I saw him on CNN a couple weeks ago doing an interview trying to trying to cover up. It's just a complete joke. I think China should have lost the Winter Olympics that are upcoming. I'm glad the NHL is not going. It's unrelated to that. I think they're, they're, they're not going because of the worries about the COVID situation and, and players getting stuck over there in China, it, it, it disrupting their regular season. But... That being said, I don't, you know, I don't think any country should be boycotting these games as far as the athletes. That only hurts the athletes. I think another country should have gotten these games. Obviously, it would have been a challenge in such a short time window. But I, you know, I, I, the IOC is just a complete joke to me. I also think the companies like NBC, some of these big sponsors, I think they're complicit in it, and I think there needs to be something said about them as well. One other thing right now to keep an eye on: the changing timeline for athletes that test positive for COVID, particularly those that are vaccinated. We've seen some change in the CDC guidance in the last couple of days. I think it's a good change. 
We've seen the NBA and the NFL actually move along those same lines following the CDC guidance. Obviously, we're in Australia. They're going to do their own thing related to their own you know, biosecurity people. But I think in February, we could see some move from the ATP and the WTA to shorten the timelines because we will start to see some tournaments in the U.S., particularly also in March. Big events, Indian Wells and Miami. I think Indian Wells still is going to be the same sort of scenario for the fans, excuse me, from Larry Ellison wanting everybody on site to be vaccinated. But I do think we're going to start to see some timelines that become shorter for athletes that test positive and have to be out of competition. That's another thing to keep an eye on in the coming few weeks. All that being said, the new season is around the corner. I'll be back tomorrow or the next day with a report on how the courts are playing. Knock on wood that I get my negative test back overnight. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about the ball. We'll talk about the Dunlop ball. I'll give you just a little bit of feedback. We use that ball somewhat in LA. The thing is, the LA conditions in the winter, it gets a little cold there. It's wet. It's it's almost a polar opposite of what it's like here in Australia. So using that ball over the winter is almost a waste of time. It doesn't give you you know accurate feedback on how you on how you feel like you should be hitting the ball. So you know we use it a little bit. We use the Wilson U.S. Open ball. That's kind of the uh, like a control in an experiment. You know what you're going to get with one thing. So uh, I'm excited to see this Dunlop ball, the Dunlop AO ball on these courts. And I'm anticipating quick conditions. It's, it's hot here. It's about 40 degrees cooler, excuse me, 40 degrees warmer than our last practice day in LA. And uh, yeah, I want to see some, want to see some good tennis and I'm excited to get out there and sweat. So I'll be back with the next update. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Mark Lucero on both. Let me know what you want to know from down under. Catch you later. See ya.